0: Hello, lo, He's not asking of them ahava and vekus. He's not asking veloshmiras mitzvos asay. He's not asking to to follow the mitzvos. Ella yira, constant yira. And what does yira have to do with being a, a, a leader, a man higa v'Israel? tamid Hashem. He should be immersed in yiras Hashem. And how does that connect to being a leader? He says, "He Hine Perish Li Rab the Gomer, Hainulashkia Das Sobiras Hashem, he should always be immersed in his fear of Hashem. But Asher hu Rosh, the Osek Bit Sarfei Rabim, somebody who's like at the top, a leader, who's always worrying about Sarfeit Sibor. Alun la volatana as at smo Vikwo Dobima Aseyam. There's a danger there that he will come to. Enjoy himself a little bit too much. Hana'as <laughs> atzmo. The pleasure in his position and his role. sam. Start to enjoy his kavod a little bit too much. Vileros letov le'misha choneflo. And he'll start thinking very highly of people who flatter him. le'misha yigah kvodo. Somebody who's like, you know, crunches his, his kavod a little bit somebody who tries to take him down a notch maybe he won't see when that person is suffering or maybe he might even try to harm him al so that's the top level when it says that is he's speaking to the top level to the manhige to the the people who are in charge of carrying the burden of the am they must be in a constant state of yira and actually that yira precludes ahava precludes and precludes even mitzvos asse. they must constantly be thinking about how am i going to be a better servant of hashem by protecting the people that's the top level second level the Talmidei Chachamim, and it's so interesting to me that he put the the manhigim, the leaders of the people who are exempt in some cases, even from the mitzvahs. These are not the firmest people. It's very clear. These are not the firmest people. These are the leaders who represent the people to everybody else, right? They're the leaders of the Am, but they're not the firmest. The firmest here, we have the Ziknei Hador, who are the Talmidei Chachamim, Amalei Torah, the ones who who spent all day in that struggle we talked about last week with the Torah. So for them is the next part of the pasuk. So we have Ma'ashem al Me'imach, Ki Lira Eshashem Alokkecha. That's the Zikne Yisrael, the people, the leaders of the door. Next. Lalechis Bechodra Chabulahabao. So that's for the Tamidech Khamim. Aleham Mutal Mitzvahs Ahavas Hashem Bitveikus Harayon Bois Barach Venefesh. Their job is to spend their lives doing the mitzvahs as carefully as possible, as deeply as possible, with as being as careful about all of the specifics. The Torah, his study of the Torah qualifies him to be the best at keeping the mitzvahs and to follow in Hashem's footsteps to follow the way that Hashem is Hashem's characteristics Hashem is merciful you should be merciful. okay so that's second level. so we have keen li that's the leaders that is Israel that is that is the Chachamim. that is the, the the people who spend all their time studying Torah and learning. Third level, who is it for This is for the masses they are out there making a living. On them, the commandment is keep the mitzvos at the right time. Don't let your parnasa and your chasing of the parnasa get in the way of keeping those mitzvos. But actually, you can't ask somebody whose whole day is spent making a parnasa to constantly be in that state of mind of either Yiras Hashem or or Dveikus and Ahava. That's not for them. Their job is to be the soldiers, is to keep those mitzvos. But I think here there's a real respect for Parnassa. Like there's a real, the thing that they need to do is make sure they keep the mitzvos. But the nitziv has a deep respect, it seems like, for the fact that their minds should be kept up with making a parnasa. That is natural. That is good. Hashem's not asking them not to do that. That is actually a positive thing for the Nitziv. That is very natural to him. Just to keep the mitzvot. And then we get to the fourth level. Women and children and servants who have lesser souls, even some of the mitzvos ase, they're not commanded on. To be in good standing with the people around them. Who is a ksheira woman, a good woman, one who does what her husband wants? The And and of course we know that you know the Gemara says, Who is a worthwhile woman, one who sends her husband out to shul? Asos and on the servant likewise he should do what's right for his master, bataf, let's see let's and children to make their fathers happy. That's what Hashem asks of them. So now the it goes through the Pasuk to show us how each piece fits. <laughs> you remember that little ליתובלach at the end of the B'osuk. You know, who, you know, what's Hashem asking to do all these things, to do the mitzvot, to love Him, to fear Him, to be good for you. So that's the part that He reserves for, um, Nashim and Tapim and for, for women and children and for servants. So that's the Nitziv. I think it's very beautiful the way that He lays it out and the way that He takes what was sort of like initially looked more like a kind of poetic. Um, I mean, he calls it like a kind of florid language that has a real inherent piece to it, a real depth to it. Each piece of the pusuk belongs to a different part. But of course, we know that the Nitzib's wife was not, Rina Basia was famously with sit and learn Mishnah in the kitchen. She was not somebody who was going to be satisfied with just the Latovlach. You know, she clearly saw herself as having a spiritual relationship with the text. So to me, it was sort of like I was just, Struggling with this nitziv while appreciating it, all the beauty in it, and I wanted to open it up to a discussion to everybody, um, what people made of this, and and um, what you thought about this about this nitsiv. So with that, I will open up the floor.
1: <laughs> Zizek t- taught me reader reception theory, and reader reception theory means no one writes in a vacuum. The nitziv is not writing in a vacuum; he's writing on the shoulders of a tradition of a, a thousand years of interpretation of this one verse in Deuteronomy, Ma HaShem Doresh micho. So to appreciate how radical the netziv is in this dazzling interpretation and troubling interpretation, you have to go back to the four sources that he brings in order to shlog them up. And look at the choices he does, okay? The first source he brings is, as you said, from David Amelech. This is a very, very unusual source. It comes from the Medrash Socher Tov, or as my Shve Oliver Shom used to say, Socher Tov, which is Midrash Tehillim. Leopold Zunds felt it was 5th, some people say it was 6th century. So it's pretty early-ish. It's before the Gaonic period, and it's considered very authoritative, much more authoritative than, let's say, Devarim Rabbah. This is what we're going to start saying on, uh, on, on, on Thursday, on Rosh Chodesh Ori for 45 days. I only ask for one thing. Wait a minute. You only ask for one thing? That's two things. And you have to understand the irony because the Netziv used the word Melitsa, and Cooperman says, actually, it could have been Moschel or Melitza is a flowery language. But Cooperman, if you look at the at the at the footnote, he actually cites an Eton that was written by the Marsike Adas at that time by Rav Cook about Melitza as Lutzonus. So the Natsiv mm-hmm. could be saying, all this stuff that I'm quoting is just, has nothing to do with the Pshat. The Pshat is a problematic Pshat. Mahashem HaShem, that's bothering the natsiv. Ki Im, merely, this is the typical Lutzonus, right? David Amelech's playing with God. God says to David Amelech, what are you telling me? You only ask for one thing. You asked for two things, and they weren't so simple. Not only shifty but Lachas Hashem, That's the highest kind of prophecy. So what does what Dovod HaMelech say? Hey, listen, the last three words. Dayo river. Hey, I'm just following the lead, you know. You just ask, Ma Hashem shimcha, What does God ask for you in our Pasuk? Kiem only, merely... What? Oh, that's not more Hashem. So that, that is the first thing he dismisses. Now, the second thing that was more problematic is the Gemara. He quotes the Gemara in Brochus, and that Gemara says, the Hare Zutahi. The Gemara is actually now not talking about Lutzonus. It says, Moah Hashem, what is it? Kiyim, it's merely this. And the Nitzv is going to shlog this up too. But this is a Gemara. Legabe Moshe Yes, according to Moshe, it is a very simple thing. He's in the Divine Shekhinah. He's present all the time. Rabbi Chaninu. Now look at the Moshe that the Gemara uses. It's critical to understand the Nitzv. And he's slogging this up. Marshal you know, I'm asking you. I want to borrow your lawnmower. It's a it's a big thing to lend a guy your loma. I mean, your lawnmower. You know, that's my my lawnmower. The man's cutting his grass, right? Yeah, and I have it. It's in my possession. And so doma Love kli cotton. But now that it's in my possession, no worries, my friend. You're my neighbor. Hey, borrow my lawnmower. It's nothing to me. It's like a little cotton. However. However, cotton, if I have even something small, the ainlo. So you're coming to me, you know, for my ice maker, for my my van. I want to go camping. Can I borrow your ice maker? It's something very small. I don't have it. Dome'erlovki, Then It makes no difference whether it's big or small. I don't have it. And therefore, now that is used as a marshal to what? How do you interpret that. It's very critical because the Mepharshim interpret that mashul, uh, in different ways, and it's a problematic Moshel. What does it add? Moshe Yiras Hashem for Moshe, Rabbeinu, was nothing. It was simple. He's in the Divine Presence all the time. <speaking in Hebrew> so Moshe is telling us, B'nai Israel, he's only asking you for Yiras Hashem. Why? Because he has it. But we don't have it. So the, the nimshal is, we don't have it. We're the k'tanim. We don't have it, so it's like something big for us. Now, that moshal really stretches the metaphor of something small or something big, because spiritual values and spiritual things are not like ownership of objects. But the moshal drives us to try to understand it that way. And the natsif is very, Resistant to that. And the last thing I want to say, I want to quote from our Pile Torah of Rav Cook, because I am sure Rav Cook, who was learning in Balajan, was learning by the Nitziv and probably went to the Nitziv's class every week. And Rav Cook in our Pile Torah says something in a completely different vein. He, he diverges, but just to bring light onto the Nitziv. And that is, he says, when the knowledge of God is small, Zutartahi, not fear, but knowledge, then the image conceived of the divine is small. Since it is the divine substance that accounts for man's infinite diminution before him tzimtum, one cannot imagine the extent to which man becomes a creeping idler as the result of the fear of heaven that is not based on knowledge. The fear of God is the cornerstone without which nothing else is real. Therefore, we have to internalize the idea that when we talk about the fear of God, we're not dealing with something that's easily attained through just merely the observance of mitzvahs alone. It's a high level of perfection that can be acquired only through a great investment of intellectual and emotional energy. Listen to the the, the, the Rav cook and with that I'm ending with the rashi because he's the last thing he quotes is the rashi to accept the fear mikan, hakol bideh shamayim shamayim. that is the fourth reshown that the natsiv himself is bringing as the pastiche that's the reader reception before he launches into this stunning diatribe but you have to understand what he's up against. Because he's coming against these giants, the Gemara, Rashi, that is hakol bidei shamayim chutzmira And then he comes against um, the, the, the Gemara and the Midrash Sochotov. These are the backgrounds that he dismisses in the very first paragraph. And why is he doing that? Because he doesn't want Melitza. this is for him Litzonis. This is all midrashic hyperbole. Look at the grammar, he says. The root of my drush is the vav, the connecting vav. If it would have says Ula Shmo, Ula U U U, then I would say it's all one continuum. But the fact the Torah misses out the vav, each one is a separate substance, and then he comes in and says, well. It must be four separate groups of people, and then launches into Batya's dazzling interpretation. That's what I got.
2: You know, I, I think I think what your father said is very interesting, the idea of the lack of the Vav Chibur, mm-hmm. that makes it more of an individual thing. I think it's a very, very good explanation for how the Nisif gets to what he gets. But what I find very troubling is what you raised, which is, how is it that these distinct groups only have to do one thing, it's like how did how did they not have to also do the rest of it so i don't know i'm just trying to figure out like is this the most important thing that we do and that's what we, you know if you're a leader if you do this then you're you're kind of like that's what you need to do it, the fact that he absolves us from such basic things depending on the category i feel like wow like that is really radical so very interesting and I never saw this initiative before so like I'm like
1: whoo you know I'm glad you brought it up I'm wondering to what extent the initiative is drinking from the times and you know maybe reading Max Weber or the rise of capitalism and the spirit of protestant to the extent that you know society is got these separate classes mm-hmm. this class warfare this and that he is trying to, you know, he goes to Warsaw and he meets all the wealthy, fine schmeckers in Warsaw, collecting for his poor yeshiva. Right? He was known to mm-hmm. go around collecting. He even got criticized by some for collecting from non-From people.
0: The idea that the pol- like the Z- the Zikne Ador, the politicians, the leaders are actually absolved of keeping mitzvot. I ne- I, w- I was so shocked to see. It. I was like, well, the women at least were in good company. <laughs> you
1: know? And I'm wondering. Does it refer to the leaders within the community or the leaders who represent right. the community? Yeah. If you remember, he had his mm-hmm. father, Laura Bitzler, went with the Tzemertedek to Max Lilienthal to represent Lithuanian academies of study because they wanted to le- introduce secular. Maybe for those people, he had been to Peterburg and he understands that you have to suck up to the authorities. Mm-hmm. Then there's a mitzvah that you're Potter from.
2: I, I think that it's a very challenging mitzvah. I'm going to say it straight out it is and, and I think there are, everything that people have said is is part of this absolutely part of it but just like the class of the balabatim are clearly still expected and have opportunities for torah and that it's throughout has explained how significant their role in um, grappling with Torah, with that his and everything that you've discussed until now is, I, I don't think, I don't know. I think that women, his placement of women was clearly regarding mitzvot and the to keep mitzvot at certain times and ways. I don't necessarily think that he's saying that they can't study. And the best example is in his own personal life with that. So that's a little bit, but it, it remains has written a very challenging. It's
1: one thinks of uh, Rav Kook and the non frum Kibbutzim building Eretz Israel, and his absolute openness to these people who are busy building Eretz Israel, in even though they're not from, they're participating. And he uses the metaphor of those who built the base Amikdash, the Kachik Kodeshim, were these artisans, you know, the great unwashed but they were brought in to build the Kod She Kod Shem, and he venerated them, you know, they're doing holy work even mm-hmm. though, you know, it's like, did he get that from this intellectual milieu where there are people who are involved in saving Am Yisrael representing Am Yisrael who are Oisek BeMitzvah and therefore Potter, you know.
2: It's not correct but I'll say it because maybe it'll spark something but maybe he's referring to those different madrigas inside of each person, just similar to the four sons. Um, and that <clears throat> all God is asking us to do, right, the, the very simple. What, in, in those modes, what comes very easily to the person when he's acting in those, that mode.
0: I wanted to understand, because I didn't have maybe a, uh, a clear understanding, when he brings what we're going to start saying next Thursday
2: on Rosh Chodesh until after Hoshana Rabbah I want to understand. He's bringing that as an example to illustrate his point here. So is he also saying, because I don't see the Vav HaChibor in the Ahash Sha'alti, Me'eis Hashem O'Sa'Avakesh,
0: I don't see Vav HaChibor there either. Is he also categorizing four type four people in that? No, so he's sort of... I'll read it to you. Um, HaParasha Tamuha. It's a, you know, it's a very surprising, um, confounding parasha. Sharei koma shef shar l'vakesh mikohach enosh mibuar b'sheilazo. Anything you could possibly ask from a person is in this. Umayesh odli show. What else could you possibly have asked that you're saying, ma ha-shem sholami right? There's nothing left. Ad So then he brings it to Hillem. And he says, Isa david. Ahas shaalti me isa hasham o sa vakesh shiti bebes hasham ko im khayai amar hakarash bar khul davit hasham set davit ata amarta ahas shaalti be you said i'm only asking one thing va tamo vakesh but you're asking a lot amar le David said to him gama tamarta ma hasham lo ke hashal mi math u kashta harba you also said, What am I asking in Aslah? Although in the one when Papa brought the original, it's a little bit more naughty because Hashem, when he says Shifty beves Hashem, call lachos Hashem, Hashem in the in the original that Papa read says, You can't be on my Madrega. You're asking to be the servant is asking to be like the master. And when David brings back this, oh. this thing, and he says, you know, you also, he said, I'm not the one putting us on the same level you are because you did what I'm doing you also said I'm asking for a little thing and I'm giving a lot then it's kind of left that, that part out but the parallel there is is you know
1: saying I'm just asking for a little and is not happy with that explanation
0: yeah he calls it I, I like that you said that it was that you know I like that you interpreted that as like it's kind of joking right because I was thinking it's more floored, but it's yeah
3: I just want to add something maybe in the line of what Julian was saying I just reread the biography of Ralph Trump by right? the Kihuda who writes an interesting thing about who were the students of the native in addition to him being part of the, being in Volosian. And so it was very surprising to me to see the list of people like Berdychovsky, I don't know if people here are not familiar with that. Uh, was these names, it's, uh, you know, perhaps it's not as, uh, uh, you know, well, there's a Chernihkovsky, I mean, these are people who became Russian revolutionaries of, you know, later on. So what he's saying is, including Rav Cook, what were they reading while they were thinking, while while it was obvious that they were reading the Gemara, they also had, they were reading German philosophers, they were reading, these were students of Nitziv. He knew that, there was a question why he didn't get rid of Berdychevsky when he saw his uh, extracurricular, you know, reading materials, but he kept them. So what I'm, what I'm I don't what know if that's what Julian meant as well. Who was he, who was in front of him? And perhaps that is a burden of any leader. You see the, you see the tzibur, you either throw them out of the class or you keep them in class, but that changes your discourse, perhaps. Well, that's. Just wanted to add to
1: that. Yes, and I think I think when Chaim Grada in his uh, novel, it's semi-biograph autobiographical about Valojan, and when Bialik talks about Valojan in his poetry, and when Reb Meir Bar Ilan speaks about Valojan, and if you look at a number of recent scholars that have looked at mm-hmm. the Uh, issue of the closing of Valoshan, it is quite clear that, true to the Lithuanian tradition, there was a wide leeway in the type of people that attended, and it was the brilliance that was the critical entrance, Mm -hmm. not how pious they were, Uh, including Bialik. I mean, it doesn't get worse than that, you know. But I I think you're right. I think the Nitziv's openness to Chibatzion, which was an active group in Valoshan that was clearly... Uh, secular Zionists, Uh, plus all these uh, intellectuals did not bother him, did not bother him. Uh, Good night, everyone.